Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps that people like to listen to? How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. And best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. I love to use Anchor because of its ease of use and its multiple platform system that allows me to get my podcast to different people that listen to different podcasts on different apps. So if you've always wanted to start a podcast and make some money doing it, go to anchor.fm forward slash start and join today. And the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor will be welcome to hear you. Again, that's anchor.fm forward slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Hey, yo, 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 yo. Sit down. Stop what you're doing. Pay attention and get yourself together. We're going to be talking about some things that needs to be talked about. So I'm going to tell you again, sit down, put your feet up, get your drink together, because we need to talk. We need to talk seriously. Now listening to the All Things Black Podcast with your host, Mr. Black Ovation. Welcome and thank you guys for listening to the All Things Black Podcast. I am your host, Mr. Black Ovation. It is Wednesday, and it is time for another Wednesday episode. Uh, this will be my eighth episode, which I'm really proud of. And uh, this podcasting thing is really not easy. <laughs> when, you, when you think about it, when you're trying to develop and get things together, it's really not that. It's really not easy. Uh, but I do love the fact that I'm actually, you know, continuing on and treading on and and, and keeping on. Um, today's episode, in my in my opinion, anyway. Uh, is going to be a good one. But before we get started, I want you guys who are listening to make sure that you subscribe, like, share, leave a comment. And for those that are listening by way of Anchor, make sure that you call in and leave a voice comment. Comments are good for me because it helps me develop my show a lot better and give better and greater content for you, the listeners. So again, make sure that you call in or um, leave some type of comment, subscribe, share. And I'm talking about just about all platforms where we're talking about Apple podcast, anchor, um, Spotify, radio, public, uh, overcast, Google podcast, all of those different platforms you can use to listen to this show and subscribe to the show, share it out, leave comments, leave your ratings. Again, that helps me 
to tailor content to fit you guys. Okay. And once again, thank you guys for listening. So, um, on to our show today. I have a special guest, which, uh, has a pretty interesting background and without any further delay, I'm going to bring him on and I want to introduce uh, this gentleman to you. So I'm going to bring on, uh, Mr. Tyrone Bracken. And, uh, how are you doing today, sir? I am doing wonderful. How are you doing there? Uh, I'm doing, I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm actually doing really, really well. And I just want to thank you again for actually coming on my show and, uh, you know, yielding a little bit of time that way, you know, the people and the listeners can find out what exactly is that you're doing and how that can spread out to our community and make things a lot better. First and foremost, um, a little bit about yourself. I have come to find out, which I've, I'm, 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 I'm thoroughly excited about and what you're doing in uh, your own time and with your own business and in our community. For the, for the listeners, Mr. Bracken is the CEO and founder of Train Your Success Academy. I do love that name. The first time you and I talked and you gave me a little bit of information in the bio, uh, when I saw the name, I actually fell in love with it because 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 it, it to me it's it says a lot. But uh, Mr. Bracken is also an, an, an author. He's a podcaster. He's a mindset uh, coach and business consultant. He has extensive uh, experience in the field of business administration. He recently published Train Your Success, How to Radically Transform Your Life in 21 Days or Less. He hails from Louisville. Is it Louisville or Louisville? The, 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 uh, is it the, <laughs> Louisville? It, it depends. It's, it, um, you can go so many ways with that. Louis, Louis, Lua. <laughs> Because I've, I've gotten beat up, I've gotten beat up before from people from there originally, and they're like it's Louis, it's Louis, Louisville, you know, it's a little twang on it or whatever. It's, yeah, it's funny to me, you but... you got you got it, man. Uh, but he hails from Louisville, Kentucky, holds an MBA degree from uh, Liberty University, and is strong advocate for black men. Another thing that I actually love when I read your bio. And listen to some of your information and your content. He's a strong advocate for uh, community development as well. Projects, education, and block clubs. His professional interest focus is on real estate investing, film, media, and philanthropy. Taiwan Brecken is committed to identifying and meeting the needs of young black entrepreneurs. And that's something else that I love. Through collaborative technology driven projects and roundtable discussions that help to improve the self sufficiency of low income black fathers. Mr. Brecken can be found on Linktree at the, um, you know, just the, just the regular Linktree name, the forward slash train your success. He can also be found at Facebook page train your success. Uh, his Facebook group, Train Your Success Academy, his Instagram at Train Your Success, and Twitter at Train Your Success. His podcast also is called Train Your Success Academy, which can also be found on most podcasting plat- platforms, which is like Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Does that sound about right, sir? That That's correct. 
that you're you're on you're on board. That is absolutely correct. I'm, uh, Spotify, Stitcher, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor FM. I like it. I like it. So getting getting right into it because just from that background, it sounds like you have plenty to offer. And I, again, I like the fact that you're mentoring young black men, right? I, I, I do. I do like that. Uh, I, I remember when I was growing up, I had the opportunity to be somewhat of a mentor. And there was a um, a young lady that developed a at risk youth program called the Sojourner Truth Hometail Limited. And she would ask me to come in and speak to some of the young brothers and stuff like that. They were having problems on the street or maybe even in uh, school or home or something like that. And I found that that to be a very welcoming opportunity and something that stuck with me until this day. So with that being said, what made you want to specifically highlight young black entrepreneurs? Uh, well, first and foremost, thank you, Darwin, for having me on your show. I am honored um, to be able to share with your audience and just, you know, give my um, some wisdom uh, of just the things that I've been through and how I could really, um, you know, benefit others in that process. So to your question, um, it really began as, as, as a youngster, me being able to um, crave those type of individuals, those mentors, those father figures that we just didn't have growing up. And a lot of times, um, that is, um, something that we all struggle with, you know, cause if we know better, we, we would do better. Right. And so I think, um, getting through life in, in your, your teenage years and your twenties and your thirties and understanding that, wait a second, something is missing. Right. Yeah. And you begin to look back over your life and realize that, man, if I had someone at this point in my journey, then I would have did a lot of things a lot better. Or I could have not, not saying that I would have made the same mistakes, but I knew I could have did a lot better going through those different transitions. And I think that's one of the things that made me say, hey, you know what? I need to help young black men um, get through these different boyhood, manhood, father, them are different stages that right. if overlooked and, 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 and kind of skip through, then that creates a problem as you get older. Cause yeah. you, you could be, a, you'll be a 40 year old man acting like you're 22. And for black men, we don't have that. That is not a luxury that we have. We, we, we are, we, we are not afforded with everything that's against the black psyche and the black man in general mm. to act like we are 20 when we are 40. Because in that 40 range, 40 to 45, that's adulthood for black men. Yeah. We ought to be more responsible with our finances, our time, our spirituality, our health, our wealth, our balance, our relationships, our career, supposedly, right? Because mm-hmm. obviously a lot of black men are in prison, right? A lot of black men, they, they run into ministry. Um, a lot of black men are fathers. They're doing, they're doing really well, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think throughout this whole process, I'm, I'm, I'm breaking down the different barriers and obstacles that I had to go through. And I'm thinking like, I wonder if any other black individual or young men coming up is going through that. And yes, they are. Yeah. The numbers suggest that um, we are losing too many men to, to black on black violence, prison, um, HIV drugs, 
heart disease, a lot of these, these different ailments that are affecting us. And then I just recently uh, read, if, if, you, if your artist can Google this, the life expectancy for the African-American community has dropped by 2.7 years, right? So not only wow. were we not even, our black women were living longer than the black men, now that's even, that's, they got shorted. On top of you hear some black man saying, I'm just happy to make it to 21 or I'm just happy, you know, yeah, yeah. those type of statements. And so th- that that is my premise in terms of why I felt that um, I needed to make, make a difference. I needed to make a change. And not only recognizing that I have a 16 year old son myself and I have to be that voice for him and to really um, make sure that. I can help that whole body of individuals because it, it, it extends from around about 15, 16, about 35. Yeah. We are in need of a lot of mentorship, a lot of hands-on, a lot of sponsorship within um, love it. Our, our young black men. I love it. I love it. That, that, that was a mouthful. That was absolutely a mouthful. And I wholeheart- wholeheartedly agree uh, with your sentiment, with your statements uh, with everything that needs to be done is something that I try to, you know, um, educate a lot of people that I come in contact with on a continuous basis is that black men need to collectively come together. No matter what your station is in life, no matter what your affiliation is, we all need to come together because of our unique experience, which is going through life as a black man in this country. Uh, I remember growing up just like, you know, you were talking about having the mindset that at one point, I'm not going to make it to 30 or I'm not, I'm not going to make it to 40. I'm not going to make it to 50, you know, because of all the extenuating factors and, and circumstances that were around me, you know, and you addressed a lot of those. You know, you're talking about incarceration. You're talking about fatherhood. You're talking about lack of mentorship and, um, you know, not being told the knowledgeable things that's going to help you along in your in, in, in your adulthood. You know, and that's and that's a that's a it's it's been it's so generational. Like when you go back and you really look at it, it's just been forever generational that these factors have impeded us as black men to really become successful, you know, in our own communities and start to develop our own communities. Uh, there's so many different factors and, and things that are against us. But I love the work that you're doing and the work that you are continuing to do. And you're passionate about it, which is another thing, because a lot of us don't have that kind of passion or degree of passion and if you don't have that degree of passion and pretty soon what you are intended to do will at one point begin to fizzle out because you got to have certain a certain degree or a certain level of passion in order to be able to do that but I do love everything that you just stated what got you into your business how did, how did you um, get, how did you how did you get started um I got started in business about well, it started when I was a, a, a kid, right? Like growing up, I was um, in middle school. Um, I grew up in Louisville and um, growing up in the projects, they, we used to have this, what, what you call candy truck. I think everybody understands what that is, right? When you oh, grew up yeah. in the project, oh, yeah. you had the candy <laughs> truck, right? That's right. <laughs> and so, That's right. Um, oh, right, yeah. right. And so I would go to candy truck, you know, I would go to the store, my mom gave me a book of stamps, you know, and I would go, you know, get some stuff, get some change left over. So I just started saving up that change. So whenever I went to the store and come back, I have some change. I'll save it up. So right. So now here I am, you know, a couple of weeks I got about six, seven dollars in change. Now I go to the candy truck, um, buy seven dollars in candy. 
go to middle school, take the $7, turn it to $14. So I used to flip the, the candy off the candy truck to my students. Yeah. Right. So that was the first part of I, I'm an entrepreneur. I, I knew it right there. Right. Take $7 and turn it to 14. That's entrepreneurship. Despite, you know, what, what people say or, you know, they say trying to turn a dollar out 15 cents or something. You know, that little saying that we always say. But but that that's where it first began. And then it just kind of went on from there. So from that point. Right. So from that point, it's, it was just um, selling T-shirts, hats, hoodies, you know, CDs. That was back in the day when, you know, CDs were popular, right? Like, oh, yeah. They're not oh, yeah. existing now, but that's just giving you a kind of heads up with that. And then it just expanded from there. I, and me understanding that um, I had to cross over because I, I was what you call a street pharmacist. So I was in the streets really heavy a little bit just for a couple of years. But, but again, I understood how to trend. I had to transition that because we, we seen Jay-Z do. He went from the streets to the to billionaire man, but there were two different mindsets. That's what a lot of his music later on that he kind of put out reference to that, where right. the, there's different mindsets behind that. So for me, I was like, okay, I know I, I'm an entrepreneur, I'm a businessman. Now, how do I make this work? And one of the, the biggest lessons that I had to realize and that to take it to heart was I had to, I had to go back to school. I had to, I had to learn um, the administration of, of business, the, the, the structure, the corporate structure, how to run a business, how to think about business. And I think once I got that level of reality, um, although I did work in the corporate America for about three or four years, UPS, Amazon, Rite Aid. I worked in management in all of those fields in, in those, those uh, corporations. But I understood at the end of the day that was just more about training than me actually going to rise up and get to the top and spend 30 years at a corporation. That just wasn't happening. I was born to be an entrepreneur. So that, that pretty much is where it all stemmed from. And me being able to say, you know what? And making like, um, and also another thing I, in 2011, uh, signed up for Amazon and was selling books to Amazon and then over the next three or four years I sold a thousand books to Amazon so oh, wow. all of those little bitty um, instances and victories allowed me to understand that um, first, first and foremost business is something far greater than what is glorified in the media and um, the uh, Instagram and Twitter you know everybody saying hey I'm balling I'm, they make it yeah, look really yeah. glamorous yeah. It is a whole nother animal. And I felt like I have to really let young men understand not only what's against their success and those that do not want you to succeed, but what also comes with the mantle of entrepreneurship. It's a whole nother animal as well. Yeah, so I absolutely. think without that level of conjecture on both of those different streams of, of consciousness in terms of entrepreneurship, you you you're selling yourself short, and there's the lack of mentorship that is there for our young men to help them to process that. You have to process entrepreneurship because number one, um, and then I'll, I'll stop with this one. You have to sacrifice and give up something. It is no accident that Tyler Perry says, "Yeah, I slept in a car for two weeks." And right. Kanye, you know, these, these people they realize that the sacrifice goes so deep. It ain't nothing that's going to kill you, but it's going to make you stronger. But you, you, you begin to realize that um, entrepreneurship ain't nothing what people glamorize it out to be. Say, so, hey, right. you can you know, start a black business. Yeah, okay, you can say that, but it, I gotta. We need someone that's gonna step into the gap 
to help young men to understand what that really means outside of yeah. just you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely a grind. Again, uh, for me, everything that you just stated, powerful. You know, um, the, the the one thing that stood out to me was the fact that, and I, and all of us, I believe, if you talk to um, just about every black man, we've we've had uh, growing up at some point of our, at some point in our lives, we've had the entrepreneurial spirit. Whether yeah. it was whether it was fostered or not is a different if it is a different story. You know what I'm saying? And then and and, and I think. Every parent, uh, specific, you know, specifically in this day and time, should be in the it should be in the, the the mindset that I want to teach my male child to be an entrepreneur. Whether they whether they become successful at it or not, it doesn't make a difference. I want them to develop the entrepreneur spirit, and the reason I say that is because, you know, again, going back to the fact that we have the one point seven or one point three trillion dollar spending economy, right? It, it, the, the fact that that imbalance in that economy uh, is the way it is and and the fact that we don't recycle those dollars back into our own community um to me if we did that that would solve a lot of problems we wouldn't have to go out and beg for jobs we didn't have we wouldn't have to you know wait for somebody else to develop our community and stuff like that so that's a big thing and for for the men for the men for the young men that would definitely keep us out of a lot of these institutions that readily seek to devour us and I'm using that language seek to devour us as soon as we come of age you know because you know for the most part the education system that is set up does not really teach us anything that's why we're not that's why we're not really um what's the word I can use that's why we're not really all that into it you know we go to school we go to school just to you know basically waste time but our, our young men and again I'm glad you're you know, being the mentor that you that you that you that you're being, but our young men need to be shown that mentorship, that 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 entrepreneurship. They need to they need to be shown that. Like I say, all of us have have had uh, bouts with that. And uh, again, with with yourself and anybody else that's out there doing the same thing, I'm totally 100 percent on board. You know what I mean? And one other thing before you before we go on to the next question. Look here, man. Okay. I've been I've been trying to publish a book for a while. <laughs> so this is where you come. So this is where you come in at. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna pull on your strings there, you know, and get a little information from you. But you know, just publishing the book thing, and I and and for me, uh, uh, that's just something that um, I need to learn personally myself. But again, thank you for doing everything that you're doing, and let's can let's you know let's 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 continue on. Um. So you have online classes right now. Did you did 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 at one point you ever have like a physical location that you could actually um, host some of these mentorship program or programs, or was it strictly online? Um. Currently, it it is strictly online. Um. By trade, I am a mindset and a business coach. So I do coach young men. And when I say young men, um, and th- this is another thing, I- I'm four, I'm 40 years of age and young men does not mean they have to be teenagers. Y- young men could be 25, 26. Right, 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 right. What we say, we say, oh, he's a grown man. Okay. Yeah. You know, in age, but not in his thinking. Right. So young, young is not a bad connotation. It's just that there's still more development to be had. Right. So mm-hmm. 
that that's where the young comes in at. Because when you think in terms of young, it's always like a young young boy. That's not the case. It's just the developmental context of of his, that level of thinking. So, okay, got it, got it. Um, so 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 again, so no physical location, all online. Yeah. And are these are uh, these are these are these um um like do you have like some free classes to initially get people kind of interested in doing it or are these all paid classes absolutely well what i did was um i i in my bio i gave, I gave them the link tree where i, I give them as a free course i have i have a free course um that you can kind of go through and understand my style of teaching um because mm-hmm. right now um when you when you think in terms of teaching someone something it's immersive, meaning that there are different types of learners, visual, auditory. There's people that we, we learn totally different. That, that's right. why um, I had to go back to school in my adulthood because I understood that online learning best served me, right? And mm-hmm. be, be, <laughs> right? So it's, it's, it's really about me creating a style of learning that is tailored to that exact individual. So what happens is once you sign up for a course, then I can say, hey, let you want to go through Zoom. You want to do a one-on-one through the phone, right? You you want to, um, I can do a presentation style where I can conjure up a bunch of information and then walk you through it and explain in depth, you know, about the different contexts of life. And so part of me being able to coach in my training program is more about the the wheel of life, which is the family, friends, finances, entertainment, health, um, career, personal growth, you know, um, recreation, things that it, it, it creates the, the whole man. Does that make sense? There is yes, a, an yes. incredible balance around that. So I, I'm not going to say, hey, Tyrone, teach me how to make $100,000. I'm like, that would be great. But what other structure do you have in place that can help sustain it? Where's the sustainable structures in terms of your family, those that support you, like what is around you to do that? Because that is just one aspect of it. And I think that's why you have to create this whole life program, you know, to where you can have people come back in different stages and get that wisdom because um, a lot of our young men are, 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 are having babies extremely early, you know, and, and, with- and, 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 and I, yeah. Man, you you just don't know how much a lot of this you know touches me, you know. Um, because growing up again, like like you said earlier, when you don't have any 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 blueprint or any mentorship or anything like that, you know, you as a young man kind of meander and just go about things very haphazardly, and you make really um, big mistakes, you know. Yep. And and you know. You try to compensate for them. You know, you try to do the same, you know, the right thing, because um, I'll say this much. I did a video podcast maybe a couple of days ago or so. And there was a couple of, you know, there was a couple of sisters on there and you can hear the, uh, dis, you know, uh, the, the uh, you know, the, them being so disheartened, disheartened in the way that black men are carrying themselves. And it's 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 almost to the degree as though, you know, that them being disenchanted with our lack of development is though it's, it's, it's stuck now. It's like, they don't even believe a lot of us can even rise to that, to that level. Right. And I, and, and, and a lot of that does come from a lot of just generational, you know, you see, you see this happen generation after generation after generation, even though I believe this generation that we're currently in right now 
is doing a far better job than the previous generations. I do, I do acknowledge that. But it's, it's it again, and, and they don't understand the tremendous weight that we that we have on us as young men to try to develop, you know, and try to get things right, you know, before we bring on the family and the children and you know and that kind of deal. So uh, it's again, it's extremely important, you know, the work that you're doing and many others that's trying to do the same thing. Uh, I would just hope that, you know, we as black men, again, which is one of the reasons why, you know, I was so happy to, you know, to speak to you because this is a collaborative thing. You know, whatever skill that I have, I can, it's, you know, it can be transferable over to you and vice versa. That way we can close the ranks and ensure up, you know, our own community and the things that we have to offer as black men. It has to be done as a, as a collective. And that's one of the things that uh, I, I fully promote. And I hope the rest of us are on, are on board with that. Re-education and education is a, is a big thing that needs to be handed down to uh, our young men. And uh, the other piece of it, too, is that we need to hold each other accountable. So I love, again, man, everything that you're doing. I don't know how many times I can actually say that, but I just wanted I just wanted to know the appreciation, you know, the amount of appreciation from me. And I'm sure many others at the work that someone like yourself or many uh, somebody else might might be doing. Absolutely. And, and thank you for just, you know, being a yes to what you're doing, you know, and being able to open up your platform to let people really engage in this level of, of dialogue. I think that's super important. And um, to my sisters, um, hang in there. We love you. We, we, we apologize for not being able to really step up to the plate like we know we should. Right. Right. But we understand that it's it's not to the benefit of our community to keep making excuses in terms of the systemic racism, the police brutality, the system that is working against us. And we know we are targets. And a lot of black women know that too as well, right? And so we, we get the fact that we are falling short of that standard where you, you, you ought to feel loved and protected and to have great men you know, in your life. Ones that really uh, understand how to really treat, take care of, raise their family outside of having a lot of money. Look, I can be a good guy if I keep a hundred thousand on me. And every time you come to my life, whether we have one, two, three kids, I got a lot of money. What happens when you don't have no money but three kids and a lot of going on in your world? Does that make sense? Right, That's a right. whole other dynamic. That, That's a whole other one. Yeah, yeah. So that there's what the imbalance is. It's like, oh, he's a good guy. He take care of his kids and blah blah blah. Yeah. Because there's economics in place. But what happens when there's no economics? Is he still a deadbeat father? Right? Is there there's still issues? There, I, I don't like you. You know, so the rhetoric, I ain't gonna say it's just picked on the economic structure, but it is uh, a differences of opinion in terms of your background, your thought process, how you were raised, mm-hmm. you know, your culture, right? Even, so you, even though you're still black, you know? And so I think I have to have both ends of that perspective for having a, um, a really heart for my, my sisters, our sisters, and for saying, "Hey, we understand what you're dealing with, but we we have to we, we have to have some level of transparency to where um, you can trust that we are wanting to really step up and do what we do outside of all these barriers that really are all over the like they like landmines, you know." Right. And so, you know, that's why you got all of these shows on own network like Oprah's network um in terms of black love and all of these you know all of these love shows right <laughs> all over the board and because that that is so important um that we we don't even know how to really um you know date now 
There's no yeah, dating. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you have a yeah. quick baby and you just life comes at you so fast that you never really understood the art and science of mating. Right? Yeah. That's so important. You know, and so go ahead. I was just going to throw that out there, but I, cause I just wanted to make, have a balance with that because we, we do want our sisters to be loved and protected and to support them, to be there every step of the way, to raise our kids, to marry her, right? To give her the world, you know? Yeah. But there's so many factors that happen because there's no grooming, there's, there's no mentoring or guidance that you make a lot of mistakes that you later regret, but you, you, don't, you don't get, there's no, um, you don't get to run from it. You know, you, you can be considered Debbie Dad, but when you have a baby and you was, you was never supposed to have a kid based on everything that was already going through your life, then that label may get slapped on you because you're not around. Does that make sense? There's no financial. There's nothing else in your time. And I'm not making excuses for us black men, but we understand that if there isn't no context for why we do the things that we do, then your main ideal about the situation is to be something negative. When see, that that's where, something, I'm so, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But yeah, again, I agree, 100% agree. But see, that's where I love so much what you are doing, the advocacy part of it, right? Yeah. I don't think there's a, I don't, there's not, there's not a full on um, place of advocacy for black men. Like we have it for, for women, we have it for black women, we have it for you know, LGBT, we have all of these, these different advocacies for everybody else except for black men. And it's, and it's like nobody wants to really have something set up specifically for black men and, and young black men. I get all these other programs trying to keep them out of jail, that kind of stuff. But are those the right programs? Because to me, they're not they're not they're not functional enough to keep the attention of of the young black men that are out there. You know, that's why they have this, you know, recidivism rate and, 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 uh, you know, certain, you know, ones that continue, you know, to do the same thing because this, this thing that we're undergoing right now, man, is black men. And, and, and I hope people have done the research to really find this out. There's so much stacked against us. Right. And I'm not saying there's nothing stacked against our sisters. But there's yeah. a lot, there's a lot that is stacked against us and on, on, on our shoulder. If it was not, there would be, there would, there would not be that much attention that would be paid to us. Every time you turn on a television screen, well, you know, little Johnny is painted as, um, you know, a, 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 a deviant or something like that. Every time you turn on, you look in the movie, we got the gun in our hand. We got the alcohol bottle in our hand. Everybody wants to portray us as something that we're not. And we have, as black men, have to get to a point where we become we become vocal enough where we begin to tell our own narrative and say, "Hey, you you know you 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 can't you can't do that anymore. We we're not going to let you do that." So the mentorship programs, having having good advocacy, is what, in my opinion, is going to help us out a lot. And then us collectively getting together to share our unique experiences and talents and gifts and resources, pulling that together, and then taking back our community. Now these these things are going to be met with challenges. Uh, for sure. But we have to hold, we have to find a way to hold fast to each other and continue to make onward progress. So uh, again, I agree with you, man. And I'm with you. You know, I love our sisters. Y'all, y'all, yeah, they, they've been through a lot. You know, they've yeah. been open. They've been open for pretty much everybody to come around and play in. Even some of us in our, in our kind of savage type of mentality has even played with them, not understanding who they are and really what they want and what they want from us, you know? And again, it's not an individual because we're too, you know, 
I talked about this on the on the on the uh, video video podcast too about us being hyper individual hyper individualistic. You know, it's me, 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 me. And I was one of those two when I was young. I had when I was in school, I had at least one teacher who was a black male that reached out to me and said, "Hey, you can do X, Y, and Z." And I appreciated that. And on the other hand, there were some that was like, hey, man, you got to get your own. You know, we have to get rid of that mentality. It's not about you getting your own because that sets up in them a kind of a selfish type of mindset to say, "Okay, well, nobody's going to help me. Then I'm going to do what I got to do, you know, and then I'm not necessarily going to worry about anybody else, you know, that's coming after me. But, man, I'm I'm, I'm on board, man. I'm, I'm totally on board with it. You know, and I'm loving the conversation. Hopefully, you know, the listeners will be able to listen at this and take away something, you know, of value from it. And uh, we'll definitely be able to go to your um, your platforms. And I'm going to say those again. You can reach uh, uh, Mr. Bracken, Tyrone Bracken. Again, he's the CEO and founder of Train Your Success Academy. He has a, a, a link, a link tree page, Train Your Success, Facebook page, Train Your Success, um, Facebook group. Train Your Success Academy, Instagram, Train Your Success, Twitter, the same, and the podcast. Be sure to listen to his podcast because there's a wealth of information that he provides on his uh, podcast. And there's nothing better than the human voice to be able to really listen to somebody articulate and feel their spirit and, you know, and how they and, and how they pour out, you know, their passion. So I, I definitely uh, say for anybody listening to this podcast, go and follow him, subscribe to him. And uh, just just just, you know, just consume whatever information that he has uh, on, uh, that, you know, to deliver to, you know, to you guys. Um, I had a few more questions, but, <laughs> but 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 in your your explanations of a lot of stuff, you explained it and really answered a lot of those questions already. <laughs> you know, so you answered a lot of those questions already. So I thought that was phenomenal at the fact that you would even do that so i really have don't have any more questions uh, to be totally honest but uh, that's these, totally yeah, yeah go ahead in, in these last closing minutes or so uh, uh do you have any kind of parting words or anything that you want to kind of convey to the listening audience um uh, about I, go 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 right ahead absolutely i, I wanted to, to, to show up a, a couple of things really quick about the different organizations that is that I am on the back of that is, is out there. Um, let's give a shout out to the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity. They have an incredible mentoring program. They're mentoring young men and brothers in terms of leadership all across the country. Um, you have um, obviously um, NAACP, which is a phenomenal um, organization, the Trayvon Martin Foundation, um, Blackout for Human Rights. That's pretty good as well. Million Hoodies. Um, they started that after the death of Trevor Martin. There's a Black Youth mm-hmm. Project. There's even an organization called 100 Black Men of America Inc. So you guys, what I'm doing is just my part in, in the bigger scale of everything. And so I just wanted to put that out there that there is a lot of organizations, block clubs, which I may, may mention that in my bio. And that's basically where it's just organizational groups that are collectively combining their efforts um, and, and and it's like this app called next door i don't know if your listeners heard of that but it's i've more heard of it i've never used it though 
Okay, wonderful. That's that's what blog clubs are basically. They're just uh, like those type of situations where collectively within your neighborhood you could get to understand what's going on. So instead of you hearing shots fired outside your window, you're like, "What's going on?" There is a a, a, a collaborative effort that wars off that and allows mm-hmm. everybody to understand, you know, the dynamics and how can we bring awareness so we don't have to deal with that, right? So that's what the blog club part is. But in terms of just a few words that I want to lean to today. I just want to say that economics and community development is really the name of the game currently um, in terms of reimagining wealth post-COVID. As we all understand, before the COVID hit, our communities were already ravished and still need all types of help and assistance. Right. And so this made it even worse. And I do want to point out that although um, the, the celebrities, the media people, the athletes, the, uh, everything that you see that's the success, people with jury rappers and all of that, that only really represents like a 1% of the black community. So it may look like that is a tall order of representation because you're like, hey, well, there is some successful people. True. There's a lot of successful blacks. Go to Atlanta. They're balling hills. There's all type of black communities, urban dwellings that are super, super successful. But um, there's the underserved outweighs the, those that are doing well. So you just want to put that out there because what we are doing here is giving a voice to the voiceless. So I want that to be understood that there are a lot of people that can really help the underserved, but they don't want to wake up out of their slumber because wealth mm. makes you you're mm. comfortable in your wealth. Mm. Mm, right? There we go. And you can't feel the pain of your brother and your sister in your community in terms of you saying, hey, I'll, I'll give a thousand here or there. But for you, as you get to the higher level in terms of urban and suburban and, and you you want to return on everything. A lot of people ain't willing to say, hey, I'm just going to sacrifice a couple thousand even if, you know, it, don't, it, don't, it may not work out or I can't see the impact right away. Does that make sense? So it, it's right now, it's all about the, the, serv- the service um, the, the philanthropic and been able to create changes for our community, our young men, um, in terms of the politics, education, finances, healthcare, economics, communication, and technology. So that, that, that's my take on that. Thank you again, Darwin, for really, um, having me to, to spill a little bit in your platform. I'm just, it's an honor. I, I feel really honored and blessed to, um, just to be able to, create more awareness you know to the voice of the voice and those that are really on the fringes that are really really leading us to speak up and to step up thank you again for that God. no 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 it's, it's, it's my honor it's my pleasure uh, to be able to actually you know have a connection with somebody that's out there that's really putting on their pants and booting up and you know, getting in the trenches to try to really help, you know, under, you know, the underserved community and black men in particular. You know, I, I think that's a real, real, real big thing. The one thing that I would leave, though, uh, out of everything you said is that um, I, 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 again, am a big advocate of trying to recycle those dollars that, yeah. you know, we, we, we got to get to that place where we start to understand the value of our of our currency that spending economy that we have that we just throw away readily and begin to understand that we already have people that are in our community that's making clothes. There's some that's, you know, making shoes now. There's, we've already been in the food game. We've already been there, you know. And, yeah. you know, that way, man, once we get to, even, even just a portion of it, once we get to a place where we can start to, you know, habitually recycle those dollars 
in a way that really serves our community, then a lot of the stuff we were talking about would be kind of be, you know, it, it, it wouldn't have as much weight. And that way we wouldn't just be sitting here talking, you know, like a lot of us are doing right now. Yeah. Um, we got to do that. We got to get out of the mindset of, 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 of a subservient or a, 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 a slave type of mentality. We got to get out of that mindset and we got to do the things that are necessary that's going to truly impact our community. Um, but yes, absolutely, man. Uh, I'd love to have you back on as well um, because there's some other things that I really, you know, as, as this conversation went on that I heard that I really want to kind of, you know, kind of bring you back on and have you kind of talk about those different things. But uh, you absolutely. said so much. You've said so much. Um, even in our previous conversation before we had the, did the podcast and even now, uh, I can tell that you're a gentleman that, uh, you know, you do your research. Uh, you're really trying to do exactly what you need to do. And you're re- and you're very, like I said earlier, you're, you're, you're passionate about it. Uh, but this has been the All Things Black Podcast. I am your host, uh, Mr. Black Ovation. And you guys remember, 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 subscribe, share, like, comment. For those that listen to Anchor, leave a voice comment. This does help me. And help those that would bring that I would bring on my program to actually tailor the content to really serve you guys and give you guys some great value. That's really what I'm about. I'm about love. You know what I'm saying? I'm really about, you know, my people. I'm about bringing us together. And I just want to see us in a place where all of us are standing in a position where we don't have to sit back and beg and borrow and steal from anybody. And everybody, when, when they see us, they can tip our hat to us and say, this is a productive and mannerable, mannerable people. You know, these are people worthy of respect. And that's really what I'm on. And that's why my platform is called the All Things Black Podcast. But uh, I leave you and I thank you guys for for listening to us. Uh, And uh, thank you again, uh, Tyrone, for coming on my show. Uh, Thank you for having me, Tyrone.